0: At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum.
1: Wait, every time you wake up is the same day? That's
0: terrible. Eh, don't worry, I call it Progressive. Their 24-7 protection still works, even if my day does last forever.
1: Yeah, but don't you want it to end?
0: Are you kidding? I win the lottery whenever I want and never regret anything. It's the best
1: yeah that's a good
0: point progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto we offer round-the-clock protection which literally means anytime coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations this is a podcast from minute media liftoff will start in t-minus 10 seconds 10 9, 8, 7, 6. hey everybody this is Craig Ackerman, TV play-by-play announcer for the Houston Rockets.
1: What's up, everyone? This is Jackson Gatlin, host of Locked on Rockets. This is Chris Chavez. This is your boy Heezy, a.k.a. Raheel Ramzanali. It's Sean From Shots and Thoughts, this is Timoteo Keister.
0: This is Chucky Brown, former professional NBA basketball player for the 1995 NBA champion, Houston Rockets. What up, what up? It's Roosh Williams, the Mastodon himself. This is Devin White, a.k.a. The Gentleman. With your boy, Von Wafer, former Houston Rocket, retired professional NBA basketball player.
1: Five, four, three, two,
0: one. We have ignition
2: and you are listening to the Summit State of Mind Podcast. What is going on everyone you are listening to the Summit State of Mind the podcast the Dream shakes and step backs and everything Houston Rockets presented by the Minute Media Podcast Network and the official podcast to fan site its Houston Rockets website spacecityscoop.com I am your host your commissioner Kenny and of course with me as always is my brother my tag team partner the GM Justin GM how are you doing tonight? A little late-night-ski? Little late not not not, not late-night-ski, but a little a little past our bedtime, you know, in, in some aspects, but how are you doing tonight in this uh, fine, fine evening? Weather's nice, but how you doing?
1: I am good. Mentally, I am exhausted. We, uh, no spoilers, but we just came and watched the new Batman movie, just got home from that, and, uh,
2: that movie was quite intense. Can I say something regarding that movie? Sure. I will I will be the first maybe in po- maybe in the pod- maybe outside of the realm of a Batman podcast cuz I feel like Batman podcasts are probably already on top of it. I'm sure they had opening day, opening night, <laughs> uh, premiere showings, but I will be the first person to say Robert Pattinson for me this is my hot take right here. He is the Batman. I'm saying it right here live for the first time he is the batman i think he slightly not movie as a whole wise but he slightly eclipses slightly christian bale who was my number one initially and then lego batman and so on and so forth but i truly believe robert pattinson is the the batman you're coming in
1: hot man you're to. you're you're coming in like uh christian wood driving into the lane going tunnel vision How and, and ignoring jalen green what did you
2: <laughs> Dude, that, was, that was so personal. Why you have to make it so personal?
1: I'm kidding. Jeez. Because we know that many people probably will not agree. But well, in Watch that it take, first
2: and then disagree.
1: With that take, I will say that Robert Pattinson is definitely a top Batman. I don't know if he's number one in my eyes, but I will say that Pattinson did a great job as batman
2: you had to heal it up man just give give the movie a shot i we'll be the first to tell you mm-hmm. from cinematography to the way that it was filmed the score the score dude the score was inspired by kurt cobain yeah know? that makes sense it makes sense right you makes hear that you, you listen to yeah, the music you hear
1: a lot of the grunge uh, influence in the soundtrack and it was very good it was uh very
2: it was intense the score the score was beautiful it was beautifully shot actors were perfect Mm -hmm. it's we've never rated movies on the podcast episode 80 right it's gonna be our first time i'm gonna i'm I'm giving this a 10 out of 10 by far it's it's that good it may be movie of the year in my opinion but i just think that the way that this movie got set up it was perfect no spoilers whatsoever we're not going to do that but we're telling you right now that whatever narrative that you think of batman is because the last batman everyone can think of is batfleck and no disrespect to batfleck but as a standalone, alone shout-outs to year one Batman. This is the mm-hmm. movie to see. Hands down, guys. It's not getting the love it deserves right now, but it absolutely deserves it. Some state of mind is telling it to you first. Go out. Go get the ticket. Go watch it. It's mm-hmm. that good. Robert Pattinson is the quintessential Batman. Hands down.
1: I would consider it a cinematic masterpiece.
2: Oh, you absolutely. would. Absolutely. I mean Matt Reeves just killed it. He mm-hmm. killed the role. We were just in awe. I mean it was crazy. It the best way I can describe it without spoiling it is a murder it's a murder mystery. Yeah, and like a throwback like Batman a, like, like a thriller, a thriller almost. You it get to see that. It wasn't it was not Batman. Like it wasn't very Batman. DC Warner Brothers
1: expectations you know? of what people would want. It's more so along the lines of a, you know, we get the detective side of Batman. Like what yeah. our older brother would say is more of the day to day version yeah. of a batman.
2: So it's not just non-stop action of just him const- constantly breaking noses and yes, you know, yes, ripping arms. not ripping arms, but kind of like a popping arms out of their socket, you know, Give but, a you little know, once you, over.
1: you still get a lot of the good um action where oh, it's you great get to action. see uh, him like knock out dudes with one or two punches, Pattinson you know, the typical, him. the typical batman um in regards to the physicality in some respects. Yeah. But the acting chops is just next level.
2: I don't want to compare it to apples to oranges in terms of Uh, Christian Bale's Dark Knight which is in my opinion is another masterpiece but as we you know segue out of this I just have to say give this movie a shot he's my quintessential Batman now just because of the way that he acted he was The perfect actor. I know a lot of people laughed and scoffed at Robert Pattinson for getting the role. And I thought it was hilarious because it was very reminiscent of how everyone flipped out over Heath Ledger getting the role for Joker. Oh my gosh, Brokeback Mountain got the role? Oh my gosh, I can't wait to see this. Mm -hmm. And then boom, he blew everyone away. So give this movie a shot. 10 out of 10 out of the commissioner's book. Uh, 9.5 maybe for the GM. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of throwing numbers out there. I mean,
1: shout out out to... uh, was it was it Paul Dano who played the Riddler? He was... Girl next door, baby. He's incredible. That's
2: my homie. Three legs of the mother effing tripod. There who you would go. would be the third? Oh, Tim. <laughs> Shout out Touché. to you, T-Smooth. You are the third leg of the tripod. <laughs> Touche. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, that that is it. Just go watch it. Go get your ticket. And speaking of tickets, let's segue into it because we are a Rockets podcast. But the GM was handed certain tickets to a certain Sunday night's game because he got to see Rockets versus Clippers Live. This is what we're gonna do now. We're gonna review the two game series. The rare two game series where they're back to back at home and it was great. Very reminiscent of baseball. Rest in peace, you know, as of right now anyways. But it's not a baseball podcast. We'll probably talk about it at some point. But Rockets versus Clippers. Rockets lose ninety-nine to ninety eight in the first game, and then in game two. Which we go to as well. Well, I join you in this game. Uh, we lose one thirteen one hundred. 100 the game sounded a lot closer than it was. It was a shellacking, yeah, uh, from the tip for the <laughs> most part. I think we kept it kind of near and the, the the first half we we were you know we were within striking distance in the first half for sure, and then they pulled away in the third, just like most of the games this season. But GM, I just have to ask you, um, the first game was you know you were at the game, you got the you know the complete bird's eye view of it. You got to see as the plays as they were happening. Uh, you know, let's just talk about it right here, Jalen green, 4 of 18 from the floor. I think it was one of his worst statistically speaking games, mm-hmm. but, you know, if you look at the stat, as I'm looking across the stat line right now, he had uh, zero turn. zero turnovers, but he was plus 4 from the floor. So, you know, you stat-wise, go. it's not much to look at, 4 of 18, 2 of 10, but it seemed like the little things he was doing, from what I was seeing as well, is that he was able to turn, you know, to t- 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 turn a bad shooting night mm-hmm. into a productive night, because he still played almost 38 minutes uh, during that time but let's spotlight Jalen Green right here in this uh, during this game anyways what did you see Uh, how was he responding even though the fact that he wasn't shooting the ball well he
1: was very active and he was playing very smart even though he didn't shoot the ball very well he was still putting up the shots and as a fan that's all that we want to see is to see Jalen with confidence whether or not he is making the shots and I'm okay with that there's no issues with that I mean Let's go along the lines of his defense. His defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. He had a couple steals uh, put in there, but overall, the impact was there. You said he was a plus six, plus four, plus, plus four. four. Sorry, plus but still four. plus. I mean, but yes, that's that's a rare occurrence right? for this team, and you know, it, it was unfortunate, but at the end of the day we got to see some good activity from him. The team overall played very, very well. There was production everywhere. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven players in double digits in that game. Mm -hmm. The only issue there was in the fourth quarter. Certain players were taking shots that I did not like. But the last shot, the last important shot that was to be taken was taken by Jalen Green. And that was a great play. It was a great setup. It was perfect. And it was exactly what we would want to see. And whether we won or not was not the issue. In my opinion, seeing Jalen Green with the ball in his hands and an opportunity to tie the game, that is everything we can ask for as a fan. And it's okay to take the L, but we're going to have to say this, is that their uh, interior defense, horrid. The Clippers' interior defense, incredible. (laughs) Zubats and Rockets legend, Isaiah Hartenstein, were just menaces in the paint. Yeah, like you yeah. couldn't get anything well, in there.
2: I, I did want to spotlight him too, as well. I mean, mm-hmm. Ivan, Ivan Zubots I mean, uh, in the first game, anyways. Yeah, you know, he was a beast. He had 14 points on 15 rebounds, and then you know, game two, which we'll end up spotlighting in a little bit. Let me scroll up to his, his to his stat line real quick on my handy dandy. Uh, yeah, I mean let's MacBook, let, let's shout it out, you know. 22 point 22 points and 12 rebounds. Like my man was an absolute go. stud looking like an MVP over here. He dominated.
1: I mean, the, what what more can you say? Like that's it. The interior defense is horrid. We can't just depend on Ja'Shawn Tate to be in there and try to use his physic his physical gifts to stop these seven footers. That's where we really need Christian Wood to be that guy. But he's not.
0: He'll and never be. He'll never
1: be that no, guy. He'll never be that guy. And, you know, it's one of those things where it's just – it's it's crazy. Like, let's just be honest here. Um, you wouldn't think that we were that bad defensively, but we were up big in the first game, in the first half. Yeah. And in the second half, it just came crashing. Um, yeah. The game was relatively close the whole time, let's say that. But the fact that we were up big and we pretty much let them back in, they took a – I think a, a, a small, like, four or five points. And then it was more of a back-and-forth affair. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, the defense just was not there.
2: I, I like to say that in terms of what this team was able to do, though... Uh, on the plus side of the coin was that I mean they held the Clippers to 99 points, which the Clippers are still a deadly team regardless of losing Kawhi and regardless of losing Paul George. I mean you still have Reggie Jackson who's playing as a at a at a star level at this point. Mm-hmm. Marcus Morris is continuing to do Marcus Morris things. Zubats who played like a like a stud, a superstar. He played like an all star. Yeah, yeah. Terrence Mann against played, us. Terrence Mann played well. You know you have Amir Coffey who was three of six. Yeah. Uh, Covington who was only two of seven, but then Isaiah Hardenstein who was six of seven from the floor in that night in the first game so you know it's i'm not i'm not mad of course you know rockets fans rockets twitter will be like oh you know christian wood why can't you do more because guys let's just be honest he's not he's just not like like look we've 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 talked about. I feel like we talked about Christian Wood so much. We could probably go back to X amount of episodes and put together a whole episode just discussing Christian Wood. Mm-hmm. Christian Wood highlights from the mm-hmm. Summit State of Mind because he just continues to 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 cloud. Not cloud. Sorry, totally wrong word. He told he continues to kind of like uh, take over. Not just our Rockets podcast. Every Rockets podcast. He's gonna he's gonna get that. I mean, yeah. it's either endearment or hatred. Going either direction. Yeah, but. I, I I think in terms of what this team has done. I mean, look, let's be honest here. The team is nothing special, but the fact that we took a team that was at 500, you know, they're they're trying to get they're trying to get away from the play in. That's mm-hmm. their goal. But they're in the playoffs, they're yeah. in the hunt. And uh, Clippers were not going to try to win these games because they knew that they, these are you're probably thinking, okay, these are easy wins. Yeah. We can get to this. This is the worst team in the. This is one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. Top bottom three. Come on, mm-hmm. like we got to take these ones. The fact that we were able to take them 99 98 with the fact that KPJ wasn't even playing. It was Dennis Schroeder who went four of fifteen. Yeah, who was another who, but 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 people tend to hate on him. He was four fifteen, but he was a plus three on the floor. So, for Daryl Morey lovers, this is your this is your time to shine. So <sighs> you know I like to say that. But on the flip side of the coin, the the average of the team like shooting wise, because like look, let's be honest, ninety nine and ninety eight. The second game, one hundred to one thirteen. That's not gonna get it done in today's NBA. You know, mm-hmm. like we average an average of ninety nine points for yeah, both we, games. And we averaged thirty eight percent from the field both games combined. So that's just not that's not enough to get the job done mm-hmm. in a night to night basis against a playoff team. They're a playoff team. Yep. So, you know, we had a lot of fight. We had a lot of opportunities. We had definitely... Game one was the opportunity. If you're going to steal a win and go one and one against these guys... It was definitely the first game. It was definitely the first game. And especially, you know, you got to see that. But I do want to ask you another question as we kind of segue into it. Um, let's talk about another guy that's just been killing it right now. K.J. Martin. Mm-hmm. K.J. Martin has been in, just incredible. He's been five of... He he shot five from six from three during this entire series. 5 of 6 from 3. My man has been averaging 60% from the 3-point line since All-Star break. Now granted, these are there's a handful of games but mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll talk about this later because in I, I know a lot of podcasts are talking about it, you know, starting and whatnot. We'll just talk about that later but I just want to spotlight him right now because he's another name that stood out to me. He's another name that I know has been putting the work and he's been putting the grind in and he's a hustle player. We saw what he did last season, you know, he's mm-hmm. knocking on the devil's door in terms of shot blocking centers because, you know, every center has crossed off his list. He has a list, Chris Jericho style, and he's going to cross it off one by one mm-hmm. and he did it in this game as well. He played so well. Three of six from the field uh, a little bit of everything two rebounds two assists only one foul 10 points was a plus five from the floor but kj martin what did you see you know you got to you, you got to see him in person both games and what did you see from him that's a positive in terms of what he's been able to contribute on the floor
1: he just knows his role in regards to what to do he is more of a role man he does really well off the ball he knows exactly when to cut and he knows when to kind of sit in the corner and kind of let the game come to him. He does very good weak side defending in regards to help in the paint, which is where he gets a bulk of his blocks. And, you know, I just think that he's a better complement in regards to the players that are on the floor that are starting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like we stated before the podcast, like shout out to our boy, Paulo. We I agree with him in regards to saying that Broad. KJ... Yep. Yep. To our boy Prod, that KJ is the guy that should start over Tate. And, you know, like just in regards to his role, he just plays so much better in regards to the chemistry Mm -hmm. with the likes of a KPJ or a Jalen Green. And the fact that he is slowly, slowly becoming a knockdown shooter. The guy is averaging 36% from three for the season now. Mind blowing.
2: Sixth, I mean I, I mean that's that, 60% from 3 during All-Star break. My man obviously while everyone was getting a little bit of partying done, my yeah. man seemed like all he did was hit the gym and was like, "Yo man, get to me in the corner. Yeah. Let me shoot let me shoot 1000 threes. Well, let me y- get this You down know
1: now. we saw all of the uh off-season workout videos him working on his shot and it was very you can stuff. see that with the work during the season, it has improved and that's not from just the work in the season but that's from the work during the off season as well. Yeah. So, it's as Rockets fans is very rewarding to see that that come into fruition. And with this type of consistency, I think this guy deserves a crack at the starting lineup. And I think he'd be a great piece. The guy gets up there. He has a knack for rebounding as well. He doesn't a- have the size or the, yeah. you know, the, you know, um the center of gravity that uh, Jay Sean Tate has. Because J. Sean Tate has that Chuck Hayes, P.J. Tucker-like mentality when he is on the floor.
2: What did you say? Ch- Chuck? Oh, Chuck Hayes and P.J. Yes, Tucker. Yeah, yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Those, like, def- the defensive ways, right? Yeah. Um, But with K.J., he just gives a different type of look, which is why I probably see why Silas likes to play him with Shingun you know
2: i mean he's yeah. i mean he's been playing very he's been playing just exceedingly well i mean 53% from the yeah. field uh, since all-star break he's averaging about 11 points per game mm-hmm. 24 minutes from the floor he's doing just a little bit of everything almost four rebounds a game almost two assists i love what i'm seeing from him it's just the, it's not just the hustle because like look if we're talking if we're talking apples to apples in terms of what Jay Sean Tate can bring, yeah. on the floor, look, Ja'Sean Tate's going to bring it every game. We know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to pick anyone that's kind of the soul of the team, you're going to pick either up or 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 uh, Ja'Sean Tate. But Jay Sean Tate's the soul of the team because yeah. he's just been there longer. But... I love what I've been seeing from KJ Martin because he's look this guy wasn't meant to be anything he was a 52nd pick or 53rd pick like yeah, he wasn't meant to be anything He's the only
1: like the only he's, other second yeah. rounder to be somewhat productive
2: He's I mean he's I mean if we're talking about how Jacob kind of inserted himself into that role I mean come on KJ Martin and then some you know has kind of worked his tail off to get to this point and now yeah. he's he you know it's kind of kind of coming into fruition now I'm so Happy for him for how well he's been playing, yeah. and I'm just I'm just happy from the from what I've seen, he's been able to kind of cultivate the mindset. Look, look, three ball is king at the end of the day, and the fact that Jay Sean Tate. Jaylen Tate hasn't been hitting. I mean, if we look at if we look at Tate's stat line real quick, let me pull it up. You know, yeah. oh, never mind. I I I, I am completely wrong. Jason Tate has been killing it as well from three. I will eat crow. Fifty three percent from three since All Star break. But as a whole for this season, he, he is statistic wise, he's not playing very well from three. Three balls king at the NBA, especially if you're playing the four spot. You know, yeah. if you can stretch that floor just a little bit. You know, it makes it keeps the defense honest. And you saw from the Utah game, which we'll go into uh, later, you see that. They left the corner open, and they've been doing that. Rudy Gobert has been known to do that against mm-hmm. Jayshon Tate. That's mm-hmm. the key to beating us. Yep. Leave Jayshon Tate open the corner. I'm surprised no, none of the other teams do it. But the key to beating us beating us easily and soundly is if you just leave Jayshon Tate in the corner or leave him open. And for three. And see now with they yeah. they can't combat that with KJ.
1: No, because KJ can hit it. At That's a, what I'm saying. Consistent. You
2: keep you keep the defenders honest by doing that. So I love what he's been doing from the floor. Look, he, he's been he's been just. So good. I'm so happy for him. But, you know, let's go ahead and close the book here because on the last game, on the last game... That, th- that we played against them. You know, look, we went to that game. Shout-outs to t Move. It wasn't anything special. Uh, they, honestly, like, we mm-hmm. kept it... Like I said, we kept it close during the first two quarters. It was... We had to lead by one, and then they proceeded to go on a 40-25 to 25 run in the entire third quarter. You know, it's been the story of the season. Third yeah. quarter runs. Yeah. It's been... It's basically a macrocosm of the entire Warriors Rocket Series in 2018, where the third quarter's king. So, we get outscored... To, <laughs> you like that, right? Yeah. Forty 40-25, and... Like I said, man, it's this is where the d this is where our offense just could not find any way to click. We only we only about thirty nine percent from the field. zoo yeah. uh, Zubots once again. The, the remember the first like four to five plays in the game where they were able to get the ball to Zubots and I was just like, Man, they wouldn't just didn't choose to adjust at all. Mm-hmm. So I was just like okay, whatever, go ahead and run it and I'm just like that's the whole point of a two game series, that's the upside is that you can adjust. Yep. And Silas did not adjust. And oh, well, I don't know if Silas just didn't adjust or it's just that. Maybe he tried to adjust, but Wood just isn't committed to adjusting. We don't or, know that. You know I mean, what I mean? All That's we can see is the products on the floor, yeah. and that all falls on but Silas. What did, but what did you see from the court, you know, from when we saw that game? And I, I know that, you know, we obviously – it was hard, it was a hard game to watch, but we were able to watch it and kind of see it in person. Mm-hmm. What did were, Was there any positives that you could take from this game? I'll, we'll I mean, you could talk about how you could talk about how uh, K- KJ Martin played. I mean, he, my man, killed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I Two of mean, three from three. That,
1: that's that's so, that's <laughs> well, that's that's as good as we can ask for. Nine points. It was a struggle that whole game. I mean, Jalen had twenty points, which was very solid. <laughs> he he shot nine of twenty-one, which is okay. The thing is, shooting one for six from three. Um, we we like him trying to shoot the three. He didn't shoot it very well, but he played aggressively. And I'm okay with that. We'll take that. You know, there's there's no issues there. Schroeder did not play very well. Christian Wood, a very solid seventeen and eight. Just kidding. That's my boy. There you go. That's my boy. I mean LP. L P played fairly decently, thirteen and nine. But, you know, based on what we saw, it was just They just played very lackadaisical. They just didn't have that energy that they had for the first game. And once they got down kind of big, it was just kind of like, okay, body language, whatever. Well,
2: I'll say say this, though. And I don't mean to cut you off. I will say this, though. The first two quarters, they played great. Let's not take anything away from them. First two quarters, they played well. They battled back. They were down. They were down pretty big. They battled back. They took the lead going into the half. They played very well. Shooter turned his ankle on. A, I thought it was so much worse. I thought that, that was like a torn ACL, torn ACL. First thing I thought, I was like, because he went down on his own. I'm like, oh my god, that is a torn Achilles, torn ACL. Like it's it's something. But it ended up being ankle related, and he was able to com- finish out the game, which I was very happy about. Thank yeah. goodness. Shouts to the uh, scrotum Colt. But <laughs> I, I, I think as a whole, though, obviously, you know that that's where this team has lacked the entire season is just getting four quarters of consistent effort from the players and the fact that we weren't able to get that for four quarters obviously yeah. that's what busted us in the hump and took us away from you know getting having a chance in this game because exactly. like look we, were, we, we outscored them by one in the fourth so if you look at it statistically speaking first, second, and fourth quarter I mean we're neck to neck with them once again just like we were in the last game yeah. it's the 40 to 25 run it's the games where they decide to just not, this kind not of try low-key mail it in mail, but it, not in, really mail it in disconnect yourself yeah disconnect yeah. yourself from the game maybe yeah. they're thinking about where they're going to eat after you know, I'll be honest, man. There's times where that happens. We play basketball. We understand that. You know <laughs> we're, not, I mean? we're not getting paid for it. No, but, absolutely not. You know, they're also human. No, no. And, we we get know. pizza from Little Caesars while they get to go to have steak nights at the greatest steak, steak places. But <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, like, as a whole, I would, the only thing that I just want to see from this team is just, you know, four quarters of consistent effort. You get four yes. quarters of consistent effort, yes. you'll lose a game 99 to 98. Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah. You know, don't mail it in after that, man. Forty to twenty five. I mean, 30, it was it was terrible. it was just a struggle. Yeah, they you know, were just like, wanting it more.
1: This team is very streaky. These games where they get really hot, they get it really close, and they can't hold it. You know, they can't hold it down. No, they can't. It happens. Yeah.
2: no, Not. It's. It's not. But you're right, though. I remember you were telling us in a past. Either. we said in a past episode or you mentioned this uh, off off the record, but you were saying that Jason Terry, mm-hmm. Jason Terry. You know, there's only so much. Pe- you know that jason terry could do as a leader you know when yeah. it depends on the best players on the floor that's why that 2015 and 2016 team was doomed to fail in which they did but you know you're right like if dennis shooter your leader i mean that can only go so far right
1: uh absolutely i mean there, there's dennis shooter is a good nba player let's not get it twisted but at the end of the day he is still a veteran on a one-year five million dollar deal and it's not a knock on him as a player nor as a person. He took a chance on himself, and he took that risk, and that's okay. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Schroeder is a respectable person. He's respected. No, no, yeah. In and this I'm not league, knock,
2: I'm not knocking him. But I mean, because played that well. he
1: is the leader, quote unquote. Um. It just, he can't bring it every night because he's just not that star. Yeah. And hope that's not what we're take, hoping no out of eventually ability. would be Jalen. Yeah. To even to an extent. Uh, kevin porter jr you know like that's what we're hoping and i believe we're starting to see that more now Um, we're starting to see jalen have these games where he's just playing with a lot more confidence yeah and it's 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 a very very nice thing to see and you know the development's there it's happening for sure and we're happy about it
2: absolutely Um, man you know at some point it's gonna get better as long as we're competitive, I don't mind the losses at the end of the day, but that's just me Okay, Uh, good stuff GM, let's go ahead and move forward here, but before we do, we have to do a quick ad break and a quick shout out, give us one moment and we'll be right back
0: coverage from progressive casualty insurance company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms bundle discount not available in all states or situations what's up everyone this is chucky brown former professional nba basketball player for the 1995 nba champion houston rockets and you are listening to the summit state of mind podcast
2: all right y'all welcome back to the summit state of mind presented by the minute media podcast network myself and the gm are here i should have done it with batman boys me and the gm are here but I like Robert. No, Harris. that was a little too manufactured.
1: Right. Uh, Pattinson had a really good. I he had a great deep, voice, but it wasn't deep. But it wasn't manufactured. It was just more so. Not like He's just he's been through a lot of shit. Yeah, and there's no positivity. There is no light pain. behind that voice.
2: Oh, I will spoil something. He didn't smile once in the movie. There you go. I think that's enough. (laughs) That should be enough. Seriously, watch the movie through and through. It's almost three hours long and tell me if you ever crack a smile. Put me on receipts right now. If you see it on Twitter, Instagram, let me know if he smiles. So that'll be that'll be that'll be one moment. Well, multiple moments where the commissioner goes, Oh, I'll gladly eat crow. And speaking of eating crow, we're gonna we're gonna eat crow slightly in just a moment because we're gonna talk about the Rockets jazz game tonight. Here, uh, 24 hours removed from the game. Look, it was a very exciting game. One of the most exciting games of the season. Shout-outs to Prod. Once again, look, he's just getting all these shout-outs. I'm Mr. Popular over here. man doesn't even live in Houston, yet he reps Houston harder than most of the people around the world. It's wild. So, <laughs> my man, Portugal, right? Yeah. Shout-outs to Portugal. I think so, yeah. So, he was saying that with with Dennis Shooter out in now, is going to be one of the most exciting games of the season. My man was right. So, let's talk about it now. The Rockets lose 127-132. Rockets came from behind uh, to take the game into overtime. They outscored the Utah Jazz by 10, led by Christian Woods, 12 points in the fourth, <laughs> including a game tying three. GM, I have a question. You saw the stat line. We got to see the game. I was able to watch the game. I know you. It was it was tough for you to watch the game, but I was able to watch the game, especially through the fourth quarter and going into the overtime. It was it was a great game. It was a fun game. It was a great comeback. Mm-hmm. But Christian Wood hit a very clutch three. And, and and to be honest, when I saw it live, I was like, okay, I can live with the shot. I, can, I thought it wasn't a bad shot. I didn't think it was a bad shot. No, it was a great shot. Does this change the narrative? Absolutely not. <laughs> No, oh, I'm enabling him. GM. It's it's it was a great <laughs>
1: shot. It was a great look. It was a great pump fake. But at the end of the day, dude, he's still Christian Wood. I mean, okay, uh, I'm going to be completely forthcoming here and straightforward. I did not get a chance to watch the game yesterday. I haven't I didn't even have time today to watch anything. It was a very busy yeah, day. We've been
2: busy. Like like seriously, like me and the GM work nine to five jobs like we're very busy people like yes. we have legit jobs that we have to work mm-hmm. and we watch the batman tonight on top of it and we are literally coming home just to record so it's like you yes. know what I mean? so, um, but yeah
1: i mean i did my best i watched a little bit of overtime um but you know yesterday like full disclosure was date night with the girlfriend and you know, the focus was not on okay. the game, um, but I did get to watch the overtime because, you know, when we got back, it was OK, chilling, put it on. And I was like, we're in overtime.
2: Yeah, it was exciting. But stuff. hey,
1: you know, um, I was that, that was a very <laughs> pleasant surprise, but they didn't start losing till I put it on. So, you know what, Houston, this is all my fault. If we wanted if y'all wanted to win last night, just blame me. Because obviously, once I turned on that Fubo... You're such a... What's that word? You're su- you're such a superstitious
2: man. I'm
1: not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious.
2: You're just a little stitious? Just nah, a man. little. But nah, man, yes,
1: yes. Um, I, 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 I won't take full responsibility. No, of course not. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a bummer to see. But I'm very happy that the Rockets did come back. And it was a very spirited fourth quarter. Very spirited.
2: It was exciting. It was exciting stuff. I mean, Absolutely. They were fighting back. They were absolutely. You're down corner. by double digits yeah. at certain points of the fourth. And Christian Wood, you know, as a whole, he shot eight of thirteen from the floor, mm-hmm. uh, four of seven from three, ten rebounds, five assists, four steals, a block, only one turnover, it was a plus two. He had twenty four points in total. I mean, look, I'm not. How do I explain this, Christian Wood? Okay, GM likes you. We love wrestling, right? That's our that's our thing. Yes. Christian Wood, the best way to describe him to any wrestling a- wrestler aficionado is Christian Wood is the man of a thousand moves, but not one move is a winning move.
1: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> uh, right? I mean, he's he's I basically did, like. You, you, I, did, I was trying to make my brother pop, and he didn't even pop. Like he was just like. Yeah, and I'm Christian just
1: like, Wood has Baron Corbin heat.
2: Uh, Samoa bro, Sean. If uh, I expect, I fully expect a pop from you. If, out of everyone that listens to this, come on, that was great. That was a great thing I had planned. I didn't even have a plan. The man of a thousand moves, with not one move is a winning move. So I'm just saying, like, Christian Woods is—he's a great stat guy, but as a whole, you know, he wasn't. He, he had a great game. He had a great game, and I love it too because the Christian Woods supporters are all like, "All right, here, you know, here's your, here's the apology form." Like, oh, apology form for what? For one game that he could have won, maybe that would have got us to win 16 yes. out of. Sixty
1: plus people aren't thinking about the big picture
2: here. It's they're celebrating it's okay. the clutch shot. There you
1: go, and they're celebrating the fact that it was a close game <laughs> against a very highly touted playoff team in the Utah Jazz. And it's the Utah Jazz. Obviously, there's a lot of deep rooted hate there.
2: And they're a successful team. I and mean, yes. 17 games or 500, they're vying for one of the top spots. So but I'm at, not taking anything. But away at the from end them. of the
1: day, it's just one game and one clutch shot. It doesn't mean anything. No, it does. The big picture here suggests that they need to replace him. Um, but you know that's neither here nor there. We're stuck with him regardless. Yeah,
2: yeah, no, and, and I completely agree with you. But I want to shift focus towards another player because it seems like, you know it seems like we're we're classifying our players as like okay, Christian Wood, uh, KJ Martin, and Jalen Green, and Jalen Mother F and Green. In my opinion, yeah, best game of the season, best game of the season. Uh, it's not Boston, it's not LA where he had great games, but. The, the, impact. Bill, the impact he had on the floor. Plus four again. Let's do his stat line through. Played 46 minutes. He's playing heavy dose of minutes. Like he's averaging 37 minutes since all-star break. My man has been, I mean, Silas is giving him the PT to be out there. You know, let's give, if we're going to give any props to Silas, at least he's giving him the PT that we know he deserves. 46 minutes, 11 of 16 from the floor, four of nine from three. He only, this is, this is the telling tale. He only attempted one free throw. And I know for a fact not everything was a clean mother effing block. Everybody is saying my man gets pounded constantly in the lane, and he never gets a goddamn call. And I'm so sick of it. Mm. One of one from the free throw line. Uh, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. He had four turnovers, which is the low light, obviously. Yeah. 27 points plus four from the floor. I mean, look. I'm going to hand it over to you in a second, but I just have to say Jalen Green, he's been averaging 20 points since All-Star break. In my opinion, I think he was supposed to be the rookie of the month over Josh Giddy, who got it for the fourth consecutive time. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to be real here. Jalen Green, stat-wise, has been performing. So, And then more importantly than that, he's been playing so well considering what the touches he gets. He gets yeah. one of the lesser touches out of all the rookies. So yeah, I mean, I'm, Not I'm, all the rookies, but I like mean, the top 10 pick.
1: I I agree with you in the extent to the extent that I do think he could have been uh, Western Conference Rookie of the Month, but Josh Giddy was eighteen, though. was averaging eighteen, eight and seven. Yeah, but I'm talking about just and I mean, that's like, overall impact. That's you know? fine. That's cute. I'm okay with it with him getting that because you know, like what they say, the he, love he, he's 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 going to get the big trophy. It's fine. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Not this year. Hopefully. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're only
2: like Not what this thirty year. games back. Not but, this year. <clears throat> But I mean, if we're just you know, if we're talking in a microcosm sense of just this game, yes. I mean, I know you can only contribute so much because you weren't able to watch the game. Li- you know, you weren't able to watch the game live before. When I saw his ability to attack at all three levels, the ability to cut, get in the lane. He had two posters, man. He dunked on Gobert, like my yeah, man. and he dunked on Gobert and, and Side. My man, like I just love it because of the fact that no matter what, my man is one ninety soaking wet. But he still has the ability to to dunk it, dunk it in the hole regardless. Like I'm so happy that there's a swagger. And there was one moment in the game when he was able to dunk it on Whiteside, mm-hmm. and he didn't scream, he didn't yell, he had. He had had that Kobe look. You know, like what Stone Cold said, he put a little bit of stank on it. Like, he Mm -hmm. had a little bit of stank in his face. And and there was that moment where I was just like. He had the
1: Elvis lip. He had
2: the Elvis look. Like, he was just (laughs) like, yeah, I guess so. But he had that. He put a little bit of stank on his face. Like, he had. There was that look that Michael and Kobe. And I was just like, I was like, yo, everybody clear away, man. Jalen's about to take over. But he only had four points in the fourth. (laughs) That was one of the four points. But you know overall impact after throwing out all these stats at you, uh, Jalen Green and the way that he performed in the highlights that you saw. What did you? What was your takeaways from him that game?
1: It just seemed like he was able to unlock other parts of his game. The confidence is coming. He's making big shots. My complaint there is that he should be hitting more shots. Like not hitting. Sorry, attempting more shots when guys like Garrison Matthews and. Um christian wood are taking shots from you in overtime i think that jalen green should have gotten more attempts from what i saw i saw at least garrison matthews airball what two or three threes from distance and you could see the look on his face too and he'd miss he would just be like
2: oh it was a terrible shot they grab his jersey <laughs>
1: and i'm just like bro you think after you airball one it's like or airball two it's like i'm good but for the third one i don't even know i'm just like bro that's That's just I don't know, man. I just think that you got to have some awareness there. There's a there's a bigger picture here. Yeah. And yes, you do get you do hit shots. You hit you some really good threes, but also you're very high variance. To quote Daryl Morey, when you take these shots, they are very low percentage shots. But Garrison Matthews seems to hit them at a higher rate. But it doesn't mean that you know. Like you take these shots all the time. Like I wish there was a a thing that would show like his numbers in clutch time. Um, he has hit some big threes when he first signed on to yeah, the team, we, we but the, but regress. but it's tapered off just a tad bit, just a tad bit.
2: I'm th- I'm gonna say this though, uh, Garrison Matthews, yeah, he forced up some dumb threes. Look, uh, uh, Garrison Matthews and K- and KJ Martin were over six from three mm-hmm. in overtime. Yeah, so that's that's the game there. If they hit one or two threes, you're talking a different story. We could have won. Mm-hmm. But me, let's sorry. not take anything away from Utah. Mm-hmm. Utah ha- it played a stellar overtime. They played great defense. Now, granted, KJ, Mo- I mean, not KJ Martin, KPJ had a moment where he was able to attack the defense when they're not set. And that's the time to attack them yeah. when they're not set. He had an and one. It was a beautiful basketball move. It set it up for a, a beautiful and one bucket and he got the free throw off. But my issue at the game was in that fourth quarter, especially in that overtime, giving Mike Conley those two key corner threes when Nawaba Do, left. You,
1: you call them, David. Nwaba's fault like in Uh, regards to that I saw
2: enough of it to where I was like the defense can't be this dumb or is it the
1: communication was not there or someone's not listening
2: maybe you know it's like this it's either on Uh Nawaba, and I think the second defender that that left the open three might have been Martin so in my mind it's one of three things it's either it's on the defenders themselves one Mm -hmm. two lack of communication like you said or three which would be just the worst Ugh, you know, piss off a lot of Rockets fans. Is, is it Steven Silas? Was this a planned defense? You know, collapse, collapse Donovan Mitchell, who was having a game. The mm-hmm. man was absolutely killing at He had 30, 37 points. So, uh, you know, he was 13 of 27 from the field. They obviously made it a point where, like, okay, when he attacks collapse everybody collapsed because of the because also you want to collapse because you want to gang rebound get a head up on on Rudy Gobert who was just you know having a monster night he had 17 rebounds yeah but 27 and 17 we're making all these centers look like superstars but that you know what I mean that's what I was thinking about in terms of what this team was able what they were trying to do I I can understand to a degree to collapse because Donovan Mitchell's having game But at the same time, he didn't start having a game. He had a step-back three. He had an and-one play in the overtime, and that ultimately led them to the win. But I think in overtime, I just got to trust the D. I mean, why... If Donovan Mitchell's gonna shoot a contested fadeaway, let him shoot the contested fadeaway. I didn't think he beat he beat people off the dribble, but everyone was able to get there in time. Noaba didn't need to do it. KJ Martin didn't need to do it. Yeah, and it ultimately led to two open Mike Conley threes, which ultimately led to the, the L. Yeah, I didn't think they needed to do it. I didn't think at that point he wanted. There was one play where he had the switch. Uh, they switched green, and then he it was a clear out. It was a it was a good setup. Donovan Mitchell thought, "Oh, okay, I, I can take him." He didn't beat Jalen Green off the dribble. He had like one step on him. Jalen Green recovered, but mm-hmm. then Nawaba came in, which led to the Mike Conley three. I thought that that was so dumb, and I saw it the whole way. I was like, I was like, don't double. And I'm literally like, I'm watching it on TV, and I'm in my room, and I'm like, yeah. don't double, don't double, don't double. Ah, God damn it! Why did you double? I, I would, say, I that, it, I you know, I would
1: say that you know, I would say that Jalen has shown enough one on one defense. Um, that he can trust your player, he, he can make it happen. Trust your player. There's no need to double. Do not lead. Do not give up an open three. Do not yeah. give up open shots.
2: Not to Mike Conley, who's one of the most, who's one of the most clutch players in the NBA today. Yeah, yeah. you can't do that. Like I just thought that was so dumb. I was like, dude, like trust. If you're gonna look honestly, if it feels it feels maybe I don't know Garrison <laughs> Matthews. I'd be like, okay, maybe you may have to give a little bit. help. Yeah. KJ it- Martin. Eh, maybe give him a little bit of help. But if it's KP or Jalen, mm-hmm. I mean, even Christian Wood, he plays decent defense in the perimeter, I'll be honest. So Once you get into the paint is where yeah. he gets allergic. There you go. <laughs> allergic to paint. So I thought as a whole, that's where the L ended up taking place. Yep. I mean, you can mm-hmm. you can pinpoint it to earlier parts of the game, but ultimately it's what led there. Any mm-hmm. final thoughts before we move on, GM, in terms of this uh, Rockets-Jazz game?
1: Um. Well... In regards to all that, I think that was a very well-played game. This is the first time we've seen the team really come back from a very large deficit. And as a team of this stature, that's something that we're happy to see. Regardless if we win or lose, it is something to see this team crawl back because we don't see that normally, right? This team is usually once they're down, they're down. They don't come back. The fact that they came back in the fourth quarter against a great team like Utah shows the growth of this team. The only difference is when you close it out in overtime, that's where the inexperience shows. Yeah, And, you know, there will be adjustments to be made. Hopefully Jalen Green says, give me the ball, guys.
2: Utah went to Clamptown. And they, they, did did. A, they did a great job. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Utah.
1: But, but, you know, I'm just saying that Houston, um, it was very nice to see the fight because they don't always
2: bring that. You don't. Yeah. But you when they earn do, you absolutely, earn it. absolutely, they don't just give them to you. These are NBA, these are NBA teams. Regardless, you're not yep. playing any G League teams. Yep, best players in the world. So this is it. You know, welcome to the NBA here. So all's well that ends well. I look. This episode is going to be. This episode's called. I'm calling this episode "Stay Competitive," and that's really what it is. Is these mm-hmm. were great competitive games outside of the second game against the Clippers.
1: Yeah, two of the last three games, they were very he's competitive, went. down to the wire.
2: And you don't get these reps, like yep. you don't get these reps often, especially the Rockets mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, you take it when you can get it. I want Jalen Green to miss it. I want him to remember this miss. I want him to remember the miss in Game One. Yeah, and I want it to light a fire inside him. I like that he wanted the ball when Christian Wood had the pump fake, which led to it was the right three. Mm-hmm. But you could see Jalen; he was ready. He yeah, he's not it. he's not afraid of the. He it. Yep. he was ready for it he wasn't shying away from it uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Ben Simmons but you know as a whole like they were doing they, they all did well and this is all positive growth and mm-hmm. that's all I could take from it and on top of that at least the ping pong balls baby and yep. that's what Papa, that's what Papa needs to see so I'm I'm all good in that sense let's go ahead and move on here GM There's a game, by this time that we record, the Rockets are going to be, tonight, the Rockets will be playing uh, the Nuggets. So it'll be Rockets Nuggets starting at 8 p.m. It'll be in Denver. It's definitely going to be one of those games where I fully expect an L. But let's talk about that right now, GM. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's give a a prediction. What do you think is going to happen? Not what do you think is going to happen, but give me a final score prediction. Do the Rockets take a dub? Do they take an L? What do you think?
1: 119-102. Denver, oh Rocky She's Mountain cat hi huh? Uh, I was trying to sing a song. Mm. Ain't no mountain high. Rocky enough. Mountain high. <laughs> enough. Yes, yes. Enough. Yeah, there you go. There you go. cc I was trying to. I was trying to piece it all together. Trying to turn into a uh, Rocky Mountain
2: high. Can we just enough.
1: cut that out, please? Can we just cut no, that out, no, never. We'll, we'll
2: keep it. Oh. Houston, Rocky, Low, Enough. There you go. Um. Okay, so one nineteen, one hundred two. I will say one, one twenty three, one hundred eight. Denver. Um, I just feel like defense just isn't good. Nikola Jokic is gonna just gonna have a triple double. He's gonna
1: score like 40
2: points. My man's to 40, gonna, forty points. My man's gonna break some career highs, and I'm here to see it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, if Tate is out, then Christian Wood will be forced to guard Jokic, and. Christian Woods and it's going to be giving up career highs, career highs.
2: I just hope that as as long as the reps continue. For Jalen, KPJ, mm-hmm. uh, KJ Martin, who's yeah. aver- you know like we said, he's averaging sixty percent from three. Maybe he'll get the start. I know Tate's not. Tate's yeah. ankle. Yeah, I'd like to see some continuity his ankle pretty, there, pretty
1: bad, and give it sh- and give a, ch- a shot.
2: I'm pretty certain he's going to start, though. I'm yeah. pretty certain, especially yeah. if uh, EG is not going to play. Mm-hmm. Pretty certain, even if EG does play, I, f- I fully expect KJ to get the start at the four. He deserves it. He's worked his tail off and he's earned it. But ultimately, yes, another L that's going to lead into the ping pong ball. Which should ultimately lead us to 15 and 48. Yo, shout out to uh, the Detroit Pistons won tonight. Did they really? And oh. Brooklyn lost again with KD. What a time to be alive. This is great for us. This is fantastic. <sighs> this is great. Let's get ready to end the episode, GM. And But I want to end it on a proper note. Let's end it on a high note. And I did not tell you this because I wanted this to be a nice surprise. GM. The draft is the draft is about three and a half months away, mm-hmm. roughly about three three months and three weeks away. Mm-hmm. Who is your top three right now? If the Rockets landed the number one overall pick, we know that there's Chet, there's Paolo, there's Jabari, there's Jaden Ivey. For funsies, who's your top three? Who is who's your number one? I'm curious. I don't think it, you you keep bouncing back and forth. Who's your number one GM? Who's the number one pick for you? If you're the GM, I mean, like, you know, for the Rockets, if you're Rafael Stone and you, you nab the number one pick, who's top three on your board? Uh <laughs> my, see how many in people my, we in, can in, piss off. In
1: my opinion, in my opinion, if we go number one, uh, we got to go Chet. But... I'm gonna say this though, in all honesty, Jabari Smith is a better fit. <laughs> sometimes if, it's not all about. If Alperin Shangoon is gonna eventually start, Jabari Smith would be perfect. Yeah. Next to Alperin Shangoon, mm. and the way Jabari Smith has been playing very recently, he has put himself up to number one. <laughs> it's just that Chet his unicorn. He is a unicorn. Yep. He can He'll literally be the block the ball, He'll be the take it pick. down the court, cross you up, and pull up for three and nail it in one possession. And, I mean, it's not something that you can continue and, you know, it happens all the time. But he just has the skill set.
2: Okay. Who's number two for you? Jabari Smith. Okay. So what you mean number three would now here's a question: Would you keep Paolo? So let's say the Rockets and have the third pick. Uh-huh. Would you go Powell or would you go Jaden Ivy? <laughs> just for fun, this is three three and a half months away. We're a ways away here, but mm-hmm. I just just as of right now, March third. <laughs> where are we at? Because I know I know how you feel. I just want you to tell the people how you feel. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, part of me wants to go Jaden Ivy.
2: A little bit, a little bit, right?
1: But Man, I, I have to go Paulo Bencaro.
2: Just pure skill alone? Yes. you want to
1: stay on the good graces of prod? <laughs> I just think that Bancaro is just – he's 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 NBA ready. Yeah. He's NBA ready he for sure. He is. Um, Not the fastest guy. No slight to Jaden Ivey. But I would only take Jaden Ivey if they believe that he can become an elite point guard. And I'm not saying this to disregard Kevin Porter Jr., but I think that um, if Jaden Ivey is projected to be the better point guard and can run an elite offense in the NBA, then you got to go Jaden yeah, Ivey. You've got you to you go Jaden Ivey because I just don't believe that so, KPJ can run an, an elite offense. Yeah, no of no offense, everybody, <laughs> but that's just how I feel.
2: At the end of the day, if you're running a championship team, just KP is not your starting one. Let's just be real here. Mm-hmm. Um, but So your third pick is still Paolo though. Paolo's still number three. No, just my third
1: th- pick's Jaden Ivey. No, so a-
2: You seriously? You changed it on the spot? Are you serious? You changed it? Uh, it's fine. You can keep it. <laughs> Showing <laughs> legit frustration on the pod. This is great. I finally flustered I, I finally flustered you eighty episodes I maybe. just don't think I don't know, man. It's okay. We'll have dude. Imagine how many episodes we're going to be discussing this leading into the draft. There's going to be plenty. Yeah, but it's true. As of right now, just your mock board, mock board. Jaden Ivy. Right. Okay,
1: there you go. Fuck it, right? I've just seen bigger <laughs> shots made by Jaden Ivey, and the guy has a winning mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in it.
2: Okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. Counter, countering over to me, you know Kenny's big board, which everyone looks forward to, obviously, because at some point, at, at one point, he had uh he had Harrison Barnes. Right under Anthony Davis as a number two overall pick, which I still stand by to a degree, because number two was Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. I'm just saying Anthony Davis one, Harrison Barnes two, and then you can go Damian Lillard three. <laughs> I'm just kidding now. Damian Lillard Christ. would be the number two overall pick Christ. if it was if the drafts were redone. But mm. according to my big board right now, my number one pick, always and forever, I'm not changing it. It's Jabari Smith Jr. I think is that number one? Number one is Jabari Smith Jr. <laughs> And I I can agree with that. The two-way presence that he provides on the floor, the hustle, it's just going to translate. It's guaranteed to translate in the Mm. NBA. Like, I'm certain. I'm, like, 90% certain his game is going to translate beautifully to the NBA. He's averaging 42% from three, 67% at Mm. the rim. He's averaging almost 17 points per game, 7 rebounds a game. He's, he's killing it. I mean, this dude is obviously the real deal. He's 6'10". The only thing that takes him away... Look, the only thing that doesn't make him a consensus number one is his ball handling in question. Yeah. Because that's the thing. If he had legit ball handle GM, you're looking at Kevin Durant 2.0. Yes. His The release of his jumper, no one's blocking that. The apex of the shot is yeah, so when, high. I'm when when I see Jabari
1: it. Smith, I see more of a pseudo Kevin Garnett with with not as great handles I see. and not the attitude, but his shot is reminiscent of a Kevin Garnett, in my opinion. Um, that's what I see, especially that high arcing shot, his set shot. It reminds me a lot of Kevin Garnett. I
2: don't see, I don't see Kevin Garnett. I see Jason Tatum. I see Jason Tatum in his game. Okay. If see, he can develop I, I can, somewhat can of a handle, that. but I think Jabari can develop it. I think that's the, I that's think something can, that's, that can be developed. Yes. And I heard nothing but good things about him. He's a hard worker. Uh-huh. He'll put the team and he, and, and in my Like, based on what I see and what Auburn has said, he's a culture changer. And that's all you need. That's all that the that the commissioner needs to know. If he's a culture changer, boom. That's no question about it. He is the number one pick. Because he's going to come in there and immediately change the attitude of the team. And that's what this team needs. This team needs some type of culture. And if Jabari Smith Jr. can come in as that guy. Which, I, look, he's not the number one pick. And no matter how much I want it to happen, it's going to be Chet. I'm sorry. Chet's going to be the number one pick because the, the, the pick is too sexy to pass up. I totally get that. So my number two would be Chet. Because, look. He's still he's a mother effing unicorn man. But fifteen mm-hmm. points, ten rebounds a game, dude. Forty four percent from three this entire his entire this entire uh, college season. He's dude eighty six percent field goal percentage at the rim, like dude's a freaking killer.
1: He's unguardable. Forty four percent from three.
2: He the thing the thing my people put him above Jabari ball handling he can ball he can handle but maybe i would say his interior defense is better it's his interior defense too maybe chet is kevin durant because he can handle it that's the scary true. thing true and people say the question is the size can it transfer over that is my big question mark as well but i think chet's going to be successful regardless I, I i see it if if evan mobley who i was my pick and he's just killing it, and he's had a great season. Mm-hmm. I feel th- I feel something similar within Chet. Yeah. So, but I think as long as the ping pong balls to us land one and two, you're guaranteed, and this is what the team needs now, is a knockdown three-point shooter. Yeah. 44% for Chet, for Chet Holmgren, 42% from Jabari Smith. You're guaranteed a 40% three-point shooter. I mm. guarantee it.
0: Yeah. Like,
2: you know you're going to get it from them. So, top two. And then number three, you stole my pick because I was going to totally go Jaden Ivey. But just for the sake of argument... Go Paolo Bancaro just because of his (laughs) his passing ability Mm -hmm. and the fact that he does – he has takeover ability. It's just whether or not he wants to do it. That's the thing. Paolo, skill-wise, should make – he should be the number one pick if you're looking at pure skill – but it's the want for me. It's the quickness that I'm not mm-hmm. seeing. That's his weakness. Is the quickness, the lack of quickness. Yeah, that I'm and his
1: lateral movement is not really great. I see great. Blake
2: Griffin 2.0, and that's scary to me. You know, that's mm-hmm. a red flag for me in my yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. He's six, he's six ten, just like him, and he moves similar to him. He yeah. has better handles, better jump shot mm-hmm. overall, which is why I think he, he'll ultimately be successful. Yeah, no matter what. But uh, for me, I, I mean, for me, that's why he he drops below. Chet and and Jabari, so he'll be number three for me. You took my number three, screw you. But my so that'll put Jay Nivy at my number four. He's six four. J 6'4". six four. He's jo- he is the second coming of John ja Morant. Like you can see the way he attacks the rim. Yep. He wants it. He needs it. He's the guy. If we land outside the top three in any way, if you get number four, I still say that don't we, trade down. If we get
1: number three, take Jaden Ivy.
2: Yeah, no, no, yeah, for sure, absolutely. But I'm just saying, like, if we land outside of the top three, yeah. get Jaden Ivy, move KP to the two, move Jalen to the three, and make just freaking make it work. Because yeah. Jaden Ivy is too good of a talent to pass up, in my opinion. Or, I mean, you can have KPJ yeah. play at the three. He's 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 got a little bit more size to absolutely. him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, that's our big board for now. Let's Jam, Let's market it. For future episodes, let's we'll see if our big board changes just for fun. So I'm going to put it on my phone and I'm going to see if it ever changes throughout the... You never know because the, the March Madness is coming up. and We're in March now. So I can't wait to see what's going to happen. We're probably going to have to do a whole episode spotlighting it because it's very important. We'll talk about that uh, later on. But all's well that ends well, GM, episode 80. We are 80 episodes in. Yeah,
1: kind of crazy. That's pretty
2: incredible, right? Yeah, We're of crazy. We're just right? closer to 100. Just a little bit. Oh, man. Pressure's on. Yeah. <laughs> Got to make it nice for the trips right for the triple digits. <laughs> Got to make it nice, right? Yeah,
1: we'll see what happens, man. Oh. I don't know what to think. Um it's
0: just
2: a, it's a thankful. Thankful, right?
1: Yeah, it is very grateful to be to be here and be able to provide and the fact that, you know, people listen to us, it's kind of crazy to me that people take time out of their day to listen to us talk about the rockets. So, um very grateful, very excited. Who knows what's going to happen for episode 100, but you know,
2: maybe we'll do something, maybe there will be an event. I don't know. We'll find out. I don't, I don't even know. know. Like I can't even count. I can't even like count down the. Well, no, I can, but I don't want to do it right now. But you know, episode eighty episodes in. I mean, did you think that we were gonna hit eighty? No, I did not. Did you think this pod was just gonna die? Not, not, not at my watch. <laughs> no, I but I mean, alone, you know, we were
1: would... we, we were recording we we're recording two to three a week now, and we were usually yeah, recording true. like once a week before. Wow. So it's a bit different. Twenty twenty. I didn't think COVID. I didn't yeah. think we were gonna get to it so quickly so quickly yeah let's you know let's backtrack but you know it's quite humbling it's kind of crazy to me but at the end of the day i'm just very excited and very humbled at the fact that you know that all of you guys listen to us so cool man thank you guys
2: we appreciate y'all definitely and i appreciate you gm 80 episodes in and you know we appreciate it. Look, the great, the great Rahil Ramzanali once told us that you're somebody's podcast. If you're listening to us, if you're listening to us up until the fifty minute plus marker. We're obviously your podcast, so thank you very much. We appreciate it. Look, you can show love to us, and you know we're very appreciative of that. And you know, but yeah, also yeah. listen to listen to all the other Rockets podcasts. Yeah, you know? absolutely. We're very you know we're, we have a great relationship with Locked On and Apollo Launchpad as well. So shout outs to Don Knock and Jackson Gatlin who just continue to kill the game, and 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 mm-hmm. Prod obviously our youngin uh, on Launchpad as well. So you know they, they, there's good podcasts out there for Rockets. We're just uh we're just in the community of it. So yeah. shout outs to the shout outs yeah. to them.
1: For sure. And you know what? While you're at it, anyone that's listening, please, you know, rate us five stars on Apple. Oh, rate us five stars fantastic. on Spotify. Leave a comment. Talk about how the GM, Justin, knows nothing or that the commissioner, Kenny, is a know-it-all. Who knows? Hey, you Whatever.
2: know, man. Smash that. Whatever. Smash, 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 smash that download button.
1: All, and all I'm going to say is that, you know, make sure to download Download the episode. Do all of those three things for us,
2: and we will be forever grateful. Yeah, we don't we don't have any uh, any anything like that. So if you want to help us in terms of our pod, just hit download because that's how we get paid. So we appreciate that. If you could do that, that's what helps us. Yes, so yes. Just download our episode, and uh, that 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 puts there you go. That helps us out. So and all fo- you gotta do is download.
1: Everyone, it. follow us on Twitter at just. Summit S O M Pod. Just.
2: Continue. We've been doing giveaways. Yes, we've so, been doing giveaways. We, we've given away tickets to the last two Rockets games. So if you're listening in and don't follow us on Twitter, give us a follow. We haven't done any giveaways on Instagram. We've already eclipsed our Instagram followers. So yeah. uh, We're kind of slowly kind of going into the Twitter game now, and we're fully enveloped in it. So if you're listening and you're not following us, follow us now at Summit one Pod on Twitter or Summit State of Mind underscore pod on the Instagram. So, you know, shout-outs to everybody that continues to support us. Like I said, shout-outs to Launchpad. Uh shout outs to Locked On, shout outs to Shots and Thoughts Podcast, shoutouts to Urban South and Be More Pacific for the host for doing the events in these last few months. GM there will be a watch party, right? As of right now we are tentatively can we already kinda start saying it or am I editing this out? <laughs> Oh, that, it's, on the, it, it. it's in the works right now. Yeah, it's in the works right now. It's in the works right it's now. So works right just now. stay tuned for it. It's coming up at some point towards the end of the season, so just you keep your eyes peeled and uh, your ears open to it. So we appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Episode 80. Uh, enjoy the rest of the week. Me and the GM, we kind of took a rest this week, so we can kind of just rest and recuperate, but we are still continuing to review. Our games, the Rockets games, your team, my team, America's team, the Houston Rockets. Shout outs to Craig Ackerman. Eighty episodes in. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Continue to subscribe, like, download our episodes just the way just as eloquently as the GM put it. And uh with this <laughs> pandemic still ongoing, you know, make sure that you are taking care of yourselves and most importantly, especially in this day and age with a lot of stuff happening, um, please take care of each other. We're definitely gonna need that. So, like I said, as we end this podcast for myself and the GM. Take care, have a good rest of your week, and uh, we'll see you all next week. Take care.
0: On fire. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. <phone rings> Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So, tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second?
2: Um, brush act for every meal. Congratulations and thank you!
0: Sorry about that, I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms. The Summit. <laughs>